Wake Dad, Drinker Pete, the podcast that defines today's dad. The podcast that's like sitting around a campfire drinking with your buddies while lying on your therapist couch. And if you're Anthony Palmer like I am, you're taking cold medicine while you're doing those things. I feel like you've been laying on your therapist's couch <laughs> all evening long talking about your woes. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, Michael Smith. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, fun conversation with Coach Jonathan Kane. We just had a just got done talking with uh, Coach, and it was it was such a treat and a joy to talk with a professional coach of more than 25 years, a dad to Simon, nine year old whippersnapper. If I'm going to call it a triathlete, <laughs> world champion of Olympic X at. X location, um, but like legit, legit conversation, man. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, man. He was a, uh, it was super nice guy, and um, I just really enjoyed. No, nope, I'm gonna go back. I'm. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, Olympic 2034 in calling Kansas your shot. City, Kansas calling City, Kansas City, Kansas City, specifically in in Kansas. That's a bold move, sir. <laughs> I didn't do the math. Do, the, do those years line up? I don't, it doesn't. I matter. don't even know. I don't know what happens with the Olympics after COVID. That is the real question. Nobody. No, that's the point. That's the takeaway. This whole conversation. Nobody knows. And we we talk at no point in time during this episode with uh, with Coach Kane about the Olympics. So <laughs> nope, nope, didn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. Uh, you know it does matter though. When you guys mm. leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It, mm, tell me about it, brother. It matters a lot. It helps us to be able to continue to get our message out to new listeners. And uh, it helps us to get feedback from you guys of what you are liking, what you're not liking. So you can head on over to Apple Podcasts. You can give us some stars. And um, while you're there, you can shoot us a DM. Um, or you can email us and let us know the best way to get you some wake, dad, drink, repeat, swag. All we want to do is give you free Schwagen. We're just asking for one little thing. And if you did not know, we are an independently run podcast, guys. If you like what you're hearing and you would like to support the show, you can do it in a handful of ways. You can buy us a virtual drink. Head to wakedaddrinkrepeat.com. I or think there's medicine. a button on the but or cold medicine on the bottom right hand <laughs> side of all the web pages. You can buy us a virtual drink and say thank you and show your appreciation. We would love to do it. And you could, I mean, email us. We'll drink with you on Zoom. It'd be cool to do. Um, and you could also check out our affiliate partners. You can check out a full list of them at on our website under affiliate partners and um, and check them all out. <laughs> and before we march forward, buddy, what are you drinking yeah. on this evening? I am drinking Scratch Labs <laughs> apple cider hydration mix. Good man, good man. Because you're on too much cold medicine. Yeah, man. I needed I needed a little uh, needed a little health in the body tonight. What about you? What are you drinking on? I understand. Actually, I know I'm what picking... you're drinking on. It pisses me off that I'm not drinking it with you. I'm picking up on your shortcomings. So <sighs> I am drinking Jefferson Small Batch, and it's fun to me that I'm finally drinking on Jefferson's because. My liquor store, which is an ABC state-run store in the state of North Carolina, that's how it works, but they have been out of Jefferson's for months and months and months and months and months. I never get there when they have it. Um, they always get a monthly supply. It's always out when I get there. I went the – what problem. is it? The 
the the the well, I need to timestamp this the third or fourth Wednesday of the month. Um, yes. That's when they stock. Walking in and they're stocking with Jefferson's. So um, that is when I will forever be going to my liquor store. You're a good man. I am hoping that when we record another episode of this fine podcast tomorrow night that I can be sharing a desk bottle of Jefferson's with you. Uh, Love it. Over the air. I'm looking forward to it. Love it. Well, nonetheless, buddy, um, I don't care. It'll be fun, but it is what it is. (laughs) Guys, please enjoy our episode with Coach Jonathan Kane. Buddy. PowerDot. I freaking love this company and this product. PowerDot uses the scientifically proven technology of EMS or electrical muscle stimulation to relieve pain, improve athletic performance, and accelerate recovery from injuries. And as you and many of our loyal listeners know, I (laughs) just recently got the old snipperoo done and had to sit on my ass for two weeks. And man, my first run back post-vasectomy, my legs were sore as shit. And I got done, and I'm logging everything into my Garmin, which goes into my Strava. And then I get this alert from my PowerDot app on my phone. It's like, hey, you just got done with the run. You know what you need? You need some smart recovery. So I hooked those pads up to my quads, sat on the couch for a little bit, did some smart recovery, and man, I felt great afterwards. Not only are the world's best dad podcasters complete advocates for this, also the world's best what huh? Also the world's <laughs> best athletes are PowerDot advocates. Uh, two PowerDot athletes are past Wake Dad Drunk Repeat alumni, Mr. Lawson Craddock, professional cyclist for EF Education First, and Scott Stallings, a professional PGA golfer, are Power dot professional athletes so um, professional athletes absolutely love this product and uh, couldn't be more proud of what they're doing what a small world we live in man a huge <laughs> thanks to the crew at power dot and to eric for hooking you all our loyal listeners up with a 20 percent off discount of your purchase of anything power dot so just head to our show notes head over to our website click on the power dot link and enter dad 20 at checkout that's dad capital d a d two zero at checkout and receive 20 percent off your purchase of anything power dot Guys, recover smarter, train harder, the world's smartest solution for personalized muscle recovery and pain relief. It's Power Dot. Power Dot! <laughs> Man, I think I owe you 80 bucks. I know you owe me 80 bucks. You know, I have, I love honey. I love using it. I love the amount of money we save without even having to think about looking for internet discount codes. It just happens automatically, but... You explained honey gold to me, and right <laughs> right before Christmas, once I figured it out, I was able to get an $80 gift card to Target, and that was super helpful with our Christmas shopping. You thought I was joking. No, I wasn't joking. So, honey, you get to shop like normal online. Honey instantly finds and applies the Internet's best codes directly to your shopping cart. It takes two clicks. It's 100% free, and on top of that, you get something called Honey Gold, yeah. which is more or less like credit card points yeah. after X amount. And on top of your free savings, you more or less get Honey Gold <laughs> rewards, which you cash out and make a gift well, card, i.e. your $80 Target right. card. And You're welcome. Clearly, I you did a lot of shopping online in 2020, and I don't foresee that changing anytime <laughs> soon in 2021. Um, and I don't think so. I'm just super stoked to know about Honey Gold now. Oh, man. Well, 
I hope everybody already knows about Honey, but if you don't, head over to this episode's show notes um, linked in the description and click on it. Set up your own account. It costs nothing. It costs you nothing. It just saves you money. It's and after so a little easy. bit of shopping, you'll get an $80 gift card and you'll also owe me $80 just like Palmer does. All I was thinking this whole time we were talking about this ad was to just go, I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will we are jump we will jump right in. We are joined uh, today by husband. He's a dad to Simon. He's the co-founder and head coach of City Coach in New York City. He's an author. He's a speaker. Coach Jonathan Kane. Coach, thanks for joining us, man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being Absolutely. on the show. Absolutely. So thanks. I stumbled upon you and another podcast, and I'm feeling like a complete and total idiot because i'm blanking on what the podcast was now i should have looked ally on the you run show out. yep yeah and i i don't even know how i came across it but i did and i absolutely loved you and your wife talking about your all's story of how you guys met and kind of met through 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 running and your your journey with that and um very similar story for me and my wife so um Good. i yeah actually we um i worked for uh, team and training with the leukemia lymphoma society Sure. And um, she was one of my participants. Um, so the the old the old joke with team and training was it was actually called team and dating. So um, <laughs> after uh, oh it it happens. I, I coached for Nike for years, and it was actually at the end of a Nike run when I met my wife. But she wasn't there. But somewhere along the line, I coached for them for like ten years, twelve years in a program here in New York. And at some point, we documented all the the weddings, all the marriages that had come from that program. It's and crazy, man. <laughs> sort of stands to reason. I mean, you know, like it minds and all. But yeah. It yeah. makes sense. Yeah. It there's really a, does. There's a certain level of crazy that it takes to do some of this sometimes. And uh, when you yeah. when you find that mutual person, you got to go in. But um, there you go. But anyway, so was, I was really stoked to 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 get you on. And um, we're we're excited to to get into the pod here with you. But um, thank you. Before we get too far in, we're gonna we're gonna start off like we always do by asking our guests to share their definition of a today's dad. So, uh, without any further ado, we would love to hear yours. Okay, so my wife's somewhere on the other side of the door and teases me for she's judging you. Uh, oh, she's oh well, she's always judging, <laughs> but she also likes to, to mock me for using too many metaphors and everything. But when you gave me a heads up that this question was coming. I realized that in my mind, today's dad, or certainly my role as a dad, is I'm a human Swiss Army knife. Um, I do lots and lots of things, and some that you sort of expect, and, you know, yeah, you know, you open up the Swiss Army knife, okay, there's a blade, you expect that, but then it's like, oh, okay, there's a corkscrew, maybe, oh, there's a saw, I didn't know that, and, you know, and... Some of the things, so yeah, some of the expect, look, I, I would have, you know, 10 years ago before my son was born, I'd have told you, well, my job is to be a role model and to be, and yeah, that's a very valid answer. And it's a bit of a cliche, but yeah, that's, I, I try and set a good example for my kid. Um, I don't always succeed, but that's the goal. Um, but yeah, there's lots of other things that maybe I didn't expect and maybe other people didn't expect. And maybe a generation ago would have been real unorthodox. Um, I mean, in our household, I've been, you know, pretty much from the time, like I, I'm the, the one who brings the kid to school every day. I'm the one who goes to the parent-teacher conferences. I was the class parent last year. So, you know, um, so yeah, this Swiss Army knife, that's maybe, you know, again, maybe not all that well executed. Maybe, maybe that, that 
that that Phillips head screwdriver isn't really great, but oh look, it's also got a can opener on it. You know, and are those so, really yeah, tweezers? Are they gonna tweeze? <laughs> Nobody knows. My my favorite. I can I try. Have, I still have one that was my father's, so it's you know fifty years old or something, and it had a toothpick in it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That, that one I won't try out. <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, all jokes aside, yeah, like it's do everything and yeah sometimes i'm the valet and sometimes you know yeah some of the things are a little more conventional and some of them are ones that probably like i said generation ago would not have been thought of as a father's role and you know and yeah realistically some that i do probably pretty well and some that i don't and some that i get more credit for than i deserve i mean i i will always remember like being in the central park zoo with my son one day and you know, he was the year, you know, two years old, maybe whatever. And we had to go duck off and I had to go change a diaper. And this woman came up to me like I was the greatest. She, you love your son so much. This is, I'm like, okay. I mean, I do, but that's not like, and I'm not, a, I mean, hopefully I'm a good dad, but not because I changed the diaper. And certainly that's the kind of thing where had it been my wife doing that. Sure. No one, no stranger sure, sure, sure. was going right. to stop her. Are you really going to do that out in public, ma'am? <laughs> yeah. So, sure. but yeah, it's, I mean, to answer your question, finally, yeah, I mean, it's, it's being everything. It's being whatever needs to, you know, whatever you need to be, I suppose. Such a cool definition, man. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's great. That's great. And, and, and think about where Swiss Army knives have come. Back in the day, it was simple, man. It was a simple multi-blade, but now you can get them as elaborate as you want. Um, you can have digital watches on them. You can have um, <laughs> the corkscrew now, magnifying glasses. You can have, it has evolved yeah. and gotten like the company itself has also evolved just as much <laughs> as uh, your, your dad definition um, throughout time as well. It's, it's pretty funny because the brand correlates oh. there as well. That's fun. I yeah. Like I it. love it. I, I think um, you're, you're fitting right in here with Mike and I, cause Mike and I definitely live the, um, more untraditional role of uh of of dads and and spouses and whatever so um it's uh we cool. we, we joke early on in the show we joked about the you know the re- one of the reasons we started this is because it was it was always funny going to the grocery store with your kid on you or or pushing you know in the cart and people looking at you like wow is your wife at work today or something i mean people why think why you're are a you, saint why, why are you, why do you have your kid at the grocery yeah. store? It's really cool that you do that. I'm like, cause I have to get groceries. Like, it's not a thing. Like, I just have to do it, man. Like, right. That's, yeah. It is interesting how you, you get credit for certain things that, yeah, clearly, you know, a, a mother would not. Right. Um, but no, nah, I mean, I, I guess I'll take it, but yeah. It's, it's, oh no, I hear you. I mean, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting balance of, uh, it's, it's really flipping the gender role and the, the, the conversations around sexism and stereotypes and whatever it's really flipping it on its head um yeah. looking at it from a different a, a different point of view but um it's pretty it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting role but um well man so we we're really happy to have you on um i i i guess maybe the best place to start um is maybe to let you have a have a minute here to kind of talk about city coach and what it is that you guys uh not so much what it is that you guys do but what what it is that fuels your passion within that why why have you spent this much time working with athletes and training and and the example sure. that sets for your kid yeah you know it's i mean i started working with athletes i mean it's been 30 years now and and to to 
rewind even farther, you know, when I was in high school, when I was in college, I was a musician. I was a music major in undergrad, and I was really passionate about it, and I loved it, and I gave it a go, but it didn't quite work as a profession. <laughs> um, and, you know, we got close a couple times, but just didn't make it. And But I always say that I was very lucky to find something else that I really enjoyed, and, and I always enjoyed being in the gym. I was a gym rat, not a particularly good athlete, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, and I ended up, my first real job, um, was working in a, a gym for MetLife, for the insurance company, running there, you know, working in their, their corporate fitness center. And my job there was pretty much roll out the basketballs and tell the guys not to curse too much. But, <laughs> and the guy who was my boss had been there for 35 years and it was very old school. It was like an old school YMCA. And then right after I got hired, he retired and a guy with a PhD came in and started running the program in a very different way, but it, which at first put me off, but it, and, and I'm sure I was not his choice as, as employees, but it opened my eyes to the science behind what was going on. And so six months later, I was in grad school for exercise physiology, got my degree in that, got my master's in exercise science from, from Adelphi University. Um, most of my peers ended up working in corporate fitness or in cardiac rehab, but neither one of those really got me excited, but working with athletes did. So that's sort of what I've done. I was the, the, the fitness director for the NYPD for 11 years. Oh, wow. But while Good I was you. doing that, I was building up my own company, writing a couple of books at the time. And then when I just sort of ran out of, of time in the day, I decided, sure. okay, if I'm ever going to get it, go you know, professionally, you know, with my own company, I've got to quit the day job. And that's what I did. And so, yeah, I've been coaching athletes exclusively for the last, you know, 16, 17 years, you know, yeah, I left the MIPD in 2004. Um, and I've been lucky. I mean, I, I've worked with a couple, you know, with quite a few really talented athletes and um, which always looks good on the resume when you've got a world champion or a world record holder and stuff like sure. that. And I've also worked with more, you know, like what you were talking about, I've worked with the team and training runners. I've done those types of things, you know, the, yeah. the, the so-called charity runners, the people where the goal is finish your first marathon. Raise um, the money and get it done, man. Cross and, that finish yeah, line. Yeah, you know, and that's a lot of fun, too. And it's, Absolutely. you know, or even like, you know, so, I mean, they're rewarding in different ways. And clearly, yeah, the guy who comes across the line with his hand in the air and picks up the, 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 the check or the trophy, that's great. But there's a lot more of those middle of the pack. Look, even, I mean, you referenced talking to Allie and I remember, you know, when I met Allie and I'm looking, I see this huge blog following and I, I even sat there, I'm like, why do you have so many followers? And I, I referenced <laughs> a couple of, of really fast runners. I'm like, this guy's super fast and like, nobody knows him. And she said, I mean, at the time, yeah, she goes, I'm a 20 something year old single girl living in New York and I'm running the middle of the pack. There's a zillion of me. Yeah. There's not that many guys running sub five minute pace. Yeah. And doing it professionally. So I, she's like, I'm relatability. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, like the, those working with people like that are a lot, is a lot of fun. And, but yeah, one way or another, like, I mean, I make the point all the time. I've never had a job where I have to go to work wearing grown up clothes. And I good for you for figuring that out all the time. So, I, I dare know, say I'm that lucky. the key to life. It, no, you know what? Look, I, I yeah, I'm never going to be super wealthy, but. Uh, you know, I get to be in the setting that I enjoy right now. The mortgage is getting paid. So like I, I can manage and, um, 
yeah, I, I'm lucky. And, um, I, 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 and again, as it relates to, to the topic here, I get to be home with my son. My wife's yeah. a school teacher. She go, you know, like I, I get to be that one who takes him to school every day and all those other things. And, um, so it affords me that flexibility. So there are, are real positives to, to the profession that I've ended up in. So you've been coaching 30, some more than 25 years, um, for, for, yeah, no, so yeah. I mean, I grad school started in 1991. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a large chunk of your life. So now it, rewind a little more than nine years ago when you found out that, uh, Simon was going to come along. Um, so go to that, go to that parent chapter and you are you professionally and now insert kid. Like what, how was that? Yeah. How was that for your world? It look, I, I mean, I'm not going to talk to anyone's intelligence and say it didn't disrupt things because obviously it did. And that was, you know, again, I'm lucky in a lot of respects. I mean, having a partner who has that steady job, um, you know, it sort of made my role make a little bit more sense. And cause I can have the flexibility. She can't say, Hey, you know what? I'd rather teach X amount of hours this week. And whatever. Sure. Yeah, so I, I can do that. I can turn down a contract here and there or whatever. Um, so, you know, the, the business that I'm running and what I do worked to make things, you know, the, the transition a little bit easier, but, but yeah, obviously, I mean, it changed the priorities. And when, you know, when we're not in the middle of a pandemic, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, I know that I can block out certain times, but, yeah, the days of sure I'll I'll lead a group at seven o'clock in Central, you know, seven p.m. in Central Park. Those are are gone. You know, I mean, once in a while we can do it, and I'll make arrangements. But for the most part, I try and get my work done while he's in school. Um, and so yeah, I mean, it certainly life is different since he's come along. But you know, like I said, I've been lucky that it hasn't had to be as different as it would have been had, sure. you know, look, if, if she and I were both teachers or both working nine to five, sure. I think it would have been even more disruptive. Sure, sure, sure. Um, it's uh, Palmer and I both live the flexibility card for our family unit and, and we play the auxiliary Swiss army um, more so. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to talk about now for me because COVID's a different world. Uh, my wife yeah. has a lot more flexibility right now, but nonetheless, like normal life, um, Palmer and I certainly are able to play that card. And no matter what your family unit is, like everybody has to pull those certain levers to find that cohesive balance, man. So it's, it's fortunate that you have that and you get to build the machine based on that need for you. I mean, it's pretty paramount that you had that kind of flexibility. Yeah, no, it's, it's worked out uh, again, obviously lots of bumps in the road, but, but overall, Clearly. I think we've, we've done a pretty good job of it. And, and I've tried to, I, I've, I've, you know, tried to, to think about the positives in the situation and, you know, look, I referenced before, yeah, I'm never going to be super wealthy. We're not going to live in the palace, whatever, but, but yeah, you know what? I talked to so many friends who, you know, I, I use the example all the time, like when, when I told some friends that my wife was pregnant, you know, and they're like, oh, dude, do this now, do that now. Oh, you know, everything's going to go by so fast and you're not going to be able to do this. And, and look, and my point was, I, yeah, I'm not going to be able to slow down time. Like I, that, that's not my skill set. That's not on the Swiss Army knife. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to be one of those dads who goes, oh man, I'm sorry I missed the school play. I'm sorry, you know, like, Oh yeah. Yes. Every time I get home, the kids asleep yes. already. And, you know, 
So I can't slow down time, but I, at least I can be with him and tuck him in just about every night and that kind of thing. So I'm grateful for that. Do you, you mentioned earlier that you're, I think you said you're 56. Is that right? I am. Yeah. So you got a little bit of a later jump in life on the dad game yeah. than a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Does that, um, was that something that you kind of thought about? And we, we honestly, we've never had somebody to ask this question to one way or another. We've had younger dads, but um, I mean, is that, was that a thing for you when that happened or? No, you know, look, it, it was certainly something that I'm aware of. I mean, look, I, I very quickly did the math and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll be senior citizen when he graduates high school. Like that's like, I, I am always aware of it. Sure. Um, but you know, I, I also, you know, as it relates to that and as it relates to being a role model for him, you know, he, and, and he's old enough now that he understands that. Like mm-hmm. he'll joke every once in a while and call me old and stuff, but <laughs> like, he also knows that I'm old, you know, relative to most of his classmates, parents and that kind of thing. Sure. Um, but, you know, he also sees me exercising every day. He sees me trying to lead a good, healthy life. And, and I tell him, cause yeah, you know what? Like I want to go to your high school graduation, your college graduation. If you want to get married, I want to be there. If you have a kid, I want to be a good grandfather. You know? So, um, yeah, but, but I am aware of it. And there, look, there were certainly times that I think, man, I wish, you know, if, if I could wave the magic wand, th- this would have happened earlier. Um, but he's also, I mean, look, I love my son dearly. He's a hard kid. And just parenting in general is hard. I mean, I'm not breaking any new ground by saying this stuff's hard. And <laughs> like, I don't know that I would have had the patience. I don't know that I have the patience to do it now. And if, like 20 years earlier, would I have been able to handle some of the, the stuff that, that comes up? And, you know, and maybe I would have been more resentful of the things that I have given up or, sac- you know, like. Sure. And yeah, so. Great reference. It, great reference. Yeah. It really is. The age thing is funny. I mean, I, I've said it on before. My my wife and I have 13 years in between us and it's, it's what you make it right. Like it's, you know, you, you have your life, you live your life, you know what you know, and it doesn't make it right or wrong. Or it's just, I mean, there's, it doesn't even make it, it different. Is. It just is what it is. Right. And, yeah. um, and, and there's certain realities that you may hit at certain points one way or another, like you were saying that, you know, when you're, when he graduates from high school, you're going to be a senior citizen. But I mean, whatever. Like, I mean, you know, this, you guys have a great, sounds like you guys have a great relationship and get a, have a great journey and get to do a lot of fun stuff and, and you know, that you're very involved and get to be there. So cool. You know, like it just, but it's, it's an interesting, um, I guess that's kind of what I was curious about if it was something that kind of made you wish it weren't that way or, or, uh, yearn yeah, I mean, you know, wish that it happened sooner or anything like that, but it, it, it's definitely you know, time. Believe me, there's times that, that I do, that I, that I wish, you know, that it happened a little bit earlier, but, um, you know, yeah, I, I try to focus. I try not to focus on that part of sure. it. And, you know, <laughs> cause that is like, a waste look, of time. Look, my look friend, the same way, yeah, right? even, <laughs> yeah. look, even the same way. Look, I mean, my son, I adore the kid. He's a great kid, but he's a, like I said, he's a hard kid. And if, you know, my wife, I I oh, well, you know, but you don't get to stay. Oh, well, you know what? I wish he was, different in this way but not like it's not yeah. on the menu so like he is who he is and yeah I mean, we can try and make some adjustments but that's that's his personality that's who that's the kid we had if um, i could and, throw 
him an amazing accolade and you by extension seeing your kid on instagram do a crane position on your back and push-up plank position you guys are on point my friend like you guys are <laughs> you guys are beasts you guys are is, beasts man and it's funny i i appreciate you saying that and it's funny because sometimes i'll talk to people you know and they'll say you know they'll ask about him whatever and you know, I'll, I'll say what a good athlete he is. And you can see that sort of like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, he, he plays yeah, yeah. baseball. And I'm like, no, the kid is <laughs> ridiculous. Like, and he does stuff. And it's also this sort of like this this purity of like not knowing what he's not supposed to be able to do. Yeah. And I mean, there's a video that we had that was probably, I think it was on my wife's Instagram of like, she said one day, and she's a heck of an athlete. I mean, she like really accomplished athlete, really fast, really strong. And she said something just in passing one day about like, oh man, I'd love to be, to get back to being strong enough to do one arm pull-ups. And our kid who was, I think six at the time, says, oh, I can do those. I'm like, no, 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 sweetheart. You can't. It, that's really hard. He goes, yeah, yeah, pick me up. And my wife picks him up to the bar. And he, I mean, he grabs like this. I mean, and knocks out a couple of one arm pull-ups. And like, and I'm there astonished. My wife goes, I'm like, what did we just say? And so, yeah, he's a talented little athlete. So, yeah, but but again, usually you tell people it, and they're like, oh, yeah, that that's nice. And then they see him, and they go, oh, you weren't kidding. Like, <laughs> oh no, no, yeah, he's good. On, oh no, he's you good. You put something on Instagram today of him doing a, a what was it, a twelve foot warped wall or something yeah. like Ninja Warrior style? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, man. I had to watch it twice because I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because he had been out. He hadn't been in the gym. He, he had started taking Ninja Warrior classes, I guess, like fall of 2019. And then that all came to an end um, in March of last year. And he hadn't been back, back to the gym until a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, you, you saw like he didn't, he hasn't missed a step. Um, so so he know. clearly has, a- Apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Hell, it's in the tree. Hell, it's the root of the, it's the root ball of the tree. It's yeah. so ingrained into what you guys are. Like how, yeah. how do you harness that? Uh, Two part question. How do you harness that sure. for your nuclear situation? Because it sounds like he's superseded you guys already. Uh, I'm like, like, how do you make him genuine about his efforts and not just being a hard dad on a kid that's trying to trying to be the high school football quarterback. Like how, how do you break that mold and allow him to be yeah. quote unquote, the badass that he already is. Right. Um, no, no. And that's a great question. And it's something that we have been aware of from day one. Um, and that we are still sensitive to like, you know, finding that balance, like when he does something and you know, I, I want him to be proud of, of whatever accomplishments he ha- he does. Sure. But I don't want him to feel like, oh, I need to do this to so my dad will love me. You know, that kind of sure, thing. Sure, so sure, right. It's like, so I tried very hard to, and and, and again, it's something that, that my wife and I have talked a lot about. We, we try very hard to sort of let him lead the way um, and decide what he wants to do. Um, so, and I, and I'm sure that perceptions are sometimes like that I'm the crazy dad. Um, <laughs> and well, I'll he's only, he's only this way because of you. Right. And yeah. like, so at the end of third grade, so yeah, before fourth grade over the summer, he said, dad, we drive too much. Um, we shouldn't drive to school anymore. And I went, okay, well, how are we going to get to school, sweetheart? And he goes, we'll run. And I went, okay, fine. We'll run to school. 
And, you know, again, I'm figuring, okay, this will last a little while, last a week or two, and then whatever, it'll rain, and that'll be the end of that. Little son of a gun ran 115 days in a row. Holy How far is that far? Mile and a half, and it really is. It's not like one of these old stories. Like, it really is uphill on the way there. Um, <laughs> those, those ways? No, no, we, we just, we yeah, both ways. Um, but no, we, we, the, the two school is the uphill way. And like, we, 115 days in a row. So every day of school last year before the lockdown. Um, never late, never sick. Um, and, but again, people looked, I know they looked at me and went, sure, oh, the crazy running coach is making this kid do it. Um, and then especially the days that my wife, because we, my wife's job is on the way. So we would usually drop her off. We'd have, you know, so oh, the crazy wife, the crazy husband. <laughs> and meanwhile, the kid's doing it because he wants to save the environment. Sure. And he's saying we waste too much gas. And, but yeah, like, yeah, I, I needed this to be his project. And the first day it rained and I said, Hey buddy, like pouring rain what, what, what are we going to do he goes we're going to get wet dad like there's just we're not driving we're going to get wet let's go um and but yeah i mean you talk apple not falling far from the tree i still have an email from one of my athletes from probably 12 13 years ago that said there was a new athlete and it said you know topic was tonight's run and said dear coach kane what happens if it rains and i wrote we get wet and now, sure enough, my little wise ass son How great is, is going like, let's go, dad. And we went like 15 degrees. We went in snow. We went in rain. We went That's like, awesome, just man. what he did. Um, but again, it was important to me that he, that this was his, that I was supporting him, that my wife was supporting him. Right. Um, and, you know, and I've said, hey, do you want to take this lesson? You want to do that lesson? Whatever. And it's, but he found early on, like the aptitude for climbing and he's a strong kid. So like, and, and he gets a kick out of it. So yeah, that's why the Ninja Warrior thing has worked out really well for him. Yeah. Um, cause it's, it's a lot of different things and it's nice cause it's a different space than I occupy athletically or my wife occupies right. athletically. Yeah, well said. Um, and he also has, I mean, he definitely got a competitive streak. I mean, he did a race. We're right by Van Cortland Park, which is this iconic place for running. And they've held nationals and cross country and everything. And New York Roadrunners had a race for, you know, kids race, I guess two, two years ago already. And a little race. And he came in second place and he went over. I said, Simon, that's the young man who won. He went over, he shook the kid's hand. And then he came over to me after goes, daddy, I don't like second place. I want to train now. And I said, like, okay, fine. And you know, like later that day, he's pushing my wife up a hill in a little toy car. Um, <laughs> and stuff. But, but again, it was, you know, and it, I, same thing. I'm sure people saw that and went, you taskmasters, like what's wrong right, with right, you? Right, right, um, right. But so far, he's the one. And again, like he takes pride in it. He realizes like, oh, if I do this, forget mommy and daddy will praise me. But like, yeah, I mean, the kid likes attention sometimes. So oh, that's goes so out, cool, man. That's so fun. Yeah. So dig kind of stay on there but but go a little deeper for a minute i it's something that so my daughter my daughter's nine um okay she's in fourth grade um she is a ball of wild energy on a calm day right like i mean she is just she's the kid is full throttle she's too smart for her own good um so we did i coached her cross-country team um her third grade year and it was her first year running cross-country Team right. sports have not been her thing in the past. We've tried soccer and she's too, 
she's too much of a perfectionist. She's too worried about everything else going on around her. Yep. So I thought running being, you know, I come from an endurance sport background. Her mom comes from the same deal um, and kind of thought this multi, this individual sport endurance sport thing is a great, for me, it served a purpose of it built up a lot of self-confidence. It allowed me to rely only on me. It, it was, if I didn't get out and work out that day, it was because I didn't get out and work out that day. I was the only person that I could beat up about it. You know, like it, it was, it was a good, yep. and still continues to be to this day, a good reality check for me. Um, and I was hoping that that would be that way for her. And it, blew up in my freaking face. It was a rough, Uh-oh. it was a rough season of, yeah, of coaching. Um, she did, she did her first race. Um, she walked, which was totally fine, but she, she did like the first, it was like, uh, like 18 something minutes. And she was really upset because she was like the second to last kid. And she's very energetic. And I knew she could have right. done better. And we had this whole talk, the, you know, 45 minute drive home and, she was really upset and didn't want to do it again. And I said, you know, I think you didn't allow yourself to try because you were too afraid to fail, you know? Hmm. And if you just don't do it, then you can't really fail because you didn't try, you know? So the next week we get out and she ran a, like an 11 minute mile the next week, which, and, and came in mid pack with a lot of the other kids. She was stoked, Um, you know, and, and her time kept, coming down a little bit each race after that. I lived this weird balance with her of wanting to encourage her, but not wanting to push her, right? Like it's that, and and wanting her to, everything you were just saying about Simon, wanting her to have that drive, that idea, you know? And it's a great life lesson that applies across all, all aspects of parenting. Like, how? This is this is life talk, not just run talk, uh, right? Here. I mean, but it is, right? <laughs> it is. Like, sure, of course, how, of course, man. How do you 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 support him in that and wanting to run a mile and a half to school, and you you say to everyone else around you, like, yeah, whatever. I'm not worried about what people think about me or why they think we're doing it. But the second that he says on a beautiful spring day, now, nah, Dad, I don't want to run to school. Is there a conversation around it? Is it okay, buddy? Like that's fine, but but why? Or is it just a matter of letting it, letting it roll? I, I think, I mean, it's funny because like I said, we never, we never got to that. Um, sure. And, 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 and take it out and make it about anything, right. Of, sure. of them no, working towards something. I, I think, you know, I, I like to think that what I would have done was said, was made sure that he understood the ramifications and that, mm-hmm. you know what, if you don't do it, you'll be a little, you know, maybe you'll be a little more Mm -hmm. comfortable this morning, but how are you going to feel tomorrow? Are you going to regret it? Just think it through. Um, But I do try and let him make his mistakes. Um, My wife's better at that than I am. I'm I'm a little bit more of the hoverer and like got to make sure everything's okay. And she's like, nah, let him, she's always (laughs) talking about let, let him learn risk assessments. I'm like, yeah, but maybe not like, have that discussion from his hospital bed. So, um, <laughs> but so, yeah, I mean, I, I, ideally, yes. Hey buddy, here's, here's what'll happen. Are you cool with that? And if he says yes, then all right. Even if I think he won't be like at that point, you know, and, and especially cause look, I spend so much time 
doing dad stuff, telling him what he has. Like, yes, you have to take a bath today. Yes, you have to brush right. your teeth. Yes, you have to do your homework. You're right now. It's no, you can't watch YouTube when you're supposed to be, you know, on, on school and all that stuff. So I, I spent so much time after him about stuff that when I can let him lead the way, I try to, you know, there was also, sure. there was, um, I'm forgetting his name. Um, there's a book called the talent code, um, written by the same guy who wrote, he wrote one of the, the, the early Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Days. Yep. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but anyway, I'm, and he, I'm um, Googling it for you. Cause I'm having the you. same. And the talent code is one of my favorite books ever. And I, I found it really helpful as, as a father and as a coach and Daniel, Kuhl. he had, thank you. Thank you. Very well done. And yeah. Coyle also had a, Google's um, amazing. There you go. Um, and he had a blog for a while and discussed parenting. And if you remember, like probably six, seven years ago, there was this viral video of this little girl, this adorable little, like straight from central casting, adorable little blonde girl on a pink bike, probably like, and she's riding, she's learned to ride her bike on a cul-de-sac. I mean, straight out of a movie and she's doing fine. And then the bike tips and no big deal. And I hate this bike. And she's doing her dad's like, no, come on, sweetie, let's go follow me. Like, and he's being super supportive and doing it. And come on, you can do it. And I hate this bike. I hate this bike. And people laughed at it, but like, I remember looking at it going, dad, something's not quite kosher there. And Coyle then, he found a video of a, a little boy and it was great because they had GoPros. And on this kind of challenging mountain bike trail. Um, and the boy and his father are riding and the boy takes a nasty tumble. And the dad just sort of sits back a little bit. You okay? And the boy goes, I'm fine. Let's go again, daddy. And what was interesting to me and what Coyle really wrote mm -hmm. about was like, notice that with the, with, with the boy on the mountain bike, the dad was in the back. The boy was setting the pace. The boy was deciding where they were going. The boy was the one who was leading the way, as opposed to the dad who, in the other scenario, who was trying to be a great dad, don't get me wrong, sure, but was hovering and was, was just was telling the kid what to do. So setting the I pace. try and be that dad who, in, you know, in certain settings goes, yeah, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Like, you want to ride a bike? You want to go for a run? You want to sit around and do nothing? Like, I try and do that um, when I can, because I know there are plenty of times that I can't. It was, that's a, it's a really good answer to a question I'm going to apologize for because I just texted Mike on our little Google doc we have up. I am fighting uh -huh. off a cold and I'm hopped up way hot, more hopped up on cold medicine right now than I think I am. So I'm rambling <laughs> a lot as I ask questions. So I apologize, but right, I like, I, I appreciate you catching on to what I was asking and being able to follow with your answer. It's on point. It was very good. It was very good. It's something that I, it's, it's probably been the thing I've been most excited about talking with you about is just that, that mentality that it takes of anybody from weekend warrior to world-class athlete that lives in the endurance sports world. I think there's something so um, tangible and something that we can all learn from, from that mentality that I would, I love, I hope my kids grab. And I'm not saying that I'm some world-class elite athlete by any means, but I think that oh, the, the lessons that you learn through, through endurance sport really have a lot of, can have a lot of impact on your life of just perseverance 100%. and drive it and shows you the hard work pays off. That's all. Yeah. I mean, yeah, very much yeah. so. I mean, my wife years ago when she, she 
did a sabbatical and, and she wrote about sort of the parallel. She's a math teacher, a high school math teacher, but she, she interviewed a bunch of world-class athletes um, about their journey. And what one of the, the most interesting things from a lot of them was, like, I remember we sat down with Matt Pesletti talking to him and like, so when you did your first race, you probably went out and just kicked everyone's butt. He goes, no, I came and laughed. And it was really humbling and humiliating, but then I worked harder and harder and harder. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and the parallel being like, you know, kids in school all the time will say to her, oh, I'm just, I'm bad at math. Well, okay, you're bad at math. If you tell yourself you're bad at math and you don't work at it and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And yeah, I'm always going to come in last place in the race, you know, or like with your daughter, you'll work a little bit more. You'll push yourself. You'll take some chances. You'll get better and better and better. And no, we're not all going to be Metroplesky. We're not all going to be the valedictorian. But the notion that hard work pays dividends, whether it's academically, athletically, professionally, whatever, I think makes a lot of sense. And learning to learning to look at your value, your accomplishments, everything based on your own scale, right? So I think I think that's one of the biggest things like – and, and, and not just with my daughter, but so we, you know, elementary school cross country is third through fifth grade. Right. So we had, we had like an 85, 90 kid team. Like it's a lot of kids yeah. on this team. Right. Kids. Yeah. It was a, it was a lot of kids. <laughs> that's not a team. Um, that's a hodgepodge a, of human beings. It was a lot, man. <laughs> but, but we, you know, talking with them from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, what we said to them on day one was, you know, it would be great to, to go to state, like all this stuff is fun. We can do all this, but you know, our goal is for you guys to have fun and for your time of your first race to be slower than the time of your last race, right? Or vice versa for your time of your last race to be faster than your time of your first race. And, and just look at that, just measure that for yourselves. And, and the head coach of the team, I thought this was really cool for all the kids that were returning from the last couple of years he would bring to the race their time from the year past at that specific race, you know, and, right. and give them that kind of that carrot. Um, but it, it's motivating in that moment, but it's also, I think, like I said, it's a great life lesson of just self-improvement grow work. Like, look, don't worry about everyone else around you worry about you, what you're doing, how you can help affect you, you know? And like, there's just so much to take from that. Um, I was really, you, you said in your, in your guest form for us that your wife and you did a, a you said you did a two week class for middle school aged aspiring triathletes last summer yeah. and that you guys are hoping to expand that to more kids um, with an emphasis on underserved populations. Like I would love for you to talk a little bit about that. And cause I think that's such sure. a cool thing that you guys are doing for a lot of the reasons we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm certainly hoping that it's something we, and it started out, um, she teaches at a private school here in the Bronx at a, you know, fairly prestigious, um, school up here. And, um, over the summer, they offer different types of, of programs to the kids and some are more academic, some are athletic, whatever. And the two of us pitched the idea of let's do an intro to triathlon. Um, and, you know, now again, with, the with the pandemic it, it ended up being a zoom class which at first i thought like this is going to be a disaster like how are we going to do this yeah um but we managed to pull it off and, and the thing that i liked about it also was that the school partnered with some local kids in the community so it was a it was a wider it was a small group but it was a 
it was a wider range of kids than you would expect from a prestigious and frankly expensive private school. Um, and, you know, fair representation of kids of color, fair representation of young ladies as opposed to uh, young men. Um, and it was really fun. Like it was just, it, it, you know, look, it was a challenge. It was middle school kids at nine o'clock in the morning on the summer. Um, <laughs> and it's when, no, and I'll, I, like, I, I talk about it to this day, like at the end of the first session, we finished up, we log off of Zoom and I looked at my wife and I go, oh my God, we tanked. And she goes, what are you talking about? They loved us. And I went, did you see those kids? She goes, dummy, it's nine o'clock on a Monday morning. And those are, those are middle school kids. That's, that's enthusiastic for a 13 year old girl. And I went, really? She goes, yeah, yeah, we did great. Um, and, you know, and, and look, by the end that we developed, I, you know, because she's used to dealing with middle school and high school kids. I'm not. Right. Um, but we developed more of a report and like the kids really got into it and we talked and it was great too, because we had guest speakers. So we had, um, you know, we had a professional triathlete who I coached, talked to them. We had, um, but we also we had a young man, um, by the name of Roderick Sewell, who's African-American and a double amputee. And he was the first above the knee double amputee to, to finish the Hawaiian Ironman. Um, wow. and you know, so to be able to say to some kids who maybe don't look like your stereotypical triathlete, don't look like the folks on the cover of triathlete magazine. And we had that discussion. We're like, what does a triathlon, what does a triathlete look like? And they're like, well, not like me, not like, and, well, here's, here's Roderick. Here's a, a you know, a, a black man with, without legs and That's he's awesome. a triathlete. So Boom. don't tell me you fall any farther from the stereotype than he does. That's um, really cool, man. And it was really exciting to, to work with that population, you know, to, to work with kids and realize like to, to see them get, you know, it's, it's sort of gathered steam and, um, you know, to build that rapport and, and build that excitement with them. And, you know, and look, maybe they'll do triathlons. Maybe they won't, maybe they'll be really good. Maybe they won't, but to, to get them thinking about something and thinking about themselves differently was really exciting. And, and I really, as I said, I loved the partnership that the school had with some of the other kids of the community. So, yeah, we're, we're exploring more and more ways to do something like that, um, which I think would be, you know, again, I'm going to keep using the word. I think it would be really rewarding for us. Um, and, and my wife is, um, you know, look, my wife is Jamaican Chinese. She was born in Kingston, Jamaica. Um, wow. So, again, she does. Yeah, that's. There, there's Mrs. Cocaine back there. Um, <laughs> and it's funny, that was for uh, a, an ad campaign for Dick's Sporting Goods where, and they asked her, what does she run for? This is like a year after he was born. And, you know, and this was her words and everything that are on there. But I run for Simon and to show him, uh, yes, that, it, that it's in his genetic makeup to be a champion and in whatever he chooses to be. And um, that's awesome. But yeah, so for, for these kids to, to look at this woman and go, oh, well, Okay, she's a woman triathlete. Oh, she's a brown woman triathlete. She's from a country that is not usually producing, you know, endurance athletes. So, sure. you know, it was great. And it was nice to be able to partner with her on it. So, yeah, it's something we're definitely looking at, whether it's something we continue to do with partnering with schools, whether we start our own little foundation. However, you know, the, the mechanics of it are hard. And obviously, right now, with everything that's going on, it's even harder. But it's definitely something that, I could see myself and, and us pursuing over the next couple of years. Can I, I I'm going to kind of dive into 
what you touched on. Can I talk about 2020? Define that however you want to. But the <laughs> I, I'm going to narrow in on the diversity aspect and you being a multi racial family at a nine-year-old son level of influence and living in the Bronx. Come on, you're, you're hitting a bunch of check marks right here yeah. on being being impactful. What what did 2020 mean for you guys as parents? And like, how did you guys translate that to Simon? Well, you know what? I mean, it's it's been an interesting topic obviously from from day one for him um you know and so yeah he's growing up i mean we refer to him as our, our little jamaican but yeah he's got <laughs> one that's awesome yeah. that's amazing i love it his Jewish dad awesome. from the bronx and his jamaican <laughs> chinese mom from that's amazing and um and yeah look we live in the bronx his school is very diverse um but like I said, the, the institution where my wife teaches is, I mean, they're working on it, but they're less so. Um, the neighborhood is pretty diverse. Um, but so, you know, and and his family like this, you know, he, he is culturally, you know, he's been to Jamaica a few times. He it is funny, whenever he's down there for a week or two, he comes back and he's like, picks up these little bits of patois, which are very funny to hear from, you know, especially when he was like, you know, four year old little boy speaking, you know, sounding like he's Jamaican. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I'm glad that he he knows her side of the family, you know, in many cases better than my side of the family. And they've got us outnumbered, if anything else. Um, (laughs) And but it's also it's an interesting situation in that Simon looks just like me. So when mom shows up for the parent teacher conference, the teacher goes, who are you? Like she he looks like a little Caucasian kid. Um, So he knows that he's. Jamaican, he's got Jamaican Chinese roots, but people who see him don't. Sure, um, sure. And which is, I'm sure, going to make for some challenges and you know some issues, but not necessarily bad ones. But he's going to have, you know, he's going to have to reckon with the fact that people see him differently than he sees himself, and I guess different than he feels sometimes. Um, but. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, to, to your question, though, like, I mean, 2020 obviously has been crazy for all of us or, you know, was crazy and continues to be now. But but I don't know that as, as it relates to those issues, that that things have been any different with us. Um, you know, yeah, lots of other things are different. But, um, you know, in terms of cultural issues and stuff like that within the household, I don't think anything has impacted him any differently necessarily it's been interesting it's something that we you know mike and i we're both our our wives are both white we have white kids between both of us and and it's what a coincidence yeah right (laughs) Uh, yeah it's weird how that worked out right hey listen listen i don't need any attitude i'm high on cough medicine right now um (laughs) but you know it's something we've talked to a handful of guests on the show about like having having these conversations with our kids or, or at least on my end, probably more than Mike's like exposing my nine-year-old daughter to what was going on a little bit last year with, or it's always been going on, but the, the powder keg that was lit under it last right. year, you know, and having some of the tougher conversations about it, but it's probably, there's probably some element of, of like you were just saying the diversity piece and, and some of the racial stuff that 
because that's what Simon's known his whole life. You guys have probably it's desensitizing. already desensitizing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you, you're you're ahead of the game a little bit on some of those conversations. Yeah, but but certainly, look, I mean, even I mean, forgetting the 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 climate in the country in the world, like, yeah, I mean, you have different conversations with an eight and a nine year old than you do with when he's six or seven. So some of these discussions, I think, we probably would have been having anyway. Right. Um. But yeah, there are certain things that that yeah, you know, like he's going by a bunch of black lives matter signs and we're taking pictures and we're doing, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I think certainly, I mean, I don't mean to suggest we haven't talked to him about these things or anything, but I I just feel like it's been a sort of, you know, it's just been something that, that we've been aware of from day one. And it's always been your March. um, What's that? I said, it's always been your March. It's always, it's always been your philosophy. It's always been, it's always been ingrained in your daily work. Yeah. And it will be interesting to see. I mean, it's funny because, like, I mean, you were asking before when, you know, okay, when Mrs. Coach Kane comes home and says, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant, you know, like, you know, in my mind's eye, what were things going to be like and everything. And it's funny because in my mind's eye, we were always having a girl. And I was going to have to learn how to, like, do this little mocha complexion. And this kid was like, how is I going to do do her hair and all these things? I was going to have to learn this. And then he comes out and like, wait, what in the world? And, and like, if you look at my pictures, like his four-year-old class picture and my four-year-old class, like it's bizarre. Like my wife who has a very strong personality and my kid, like personality wise is her, but visually like my wife has no DNA. Like it's, <laughs> like, it's really bizarre. So, um, you know, and yeah, but, but it, which again does present things differently. Like than if he looked more like what we envisioned him looking like. Yeah, course, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and and let's be honest, you know, and you know, and it, it's a horrible thing to even have to think. But there were times that, you know, most of the time, I sort of wish he looked like both of us, and sort of. But you know, again, not that you can choose or whatever, but there are times again talking about the political climate, talking about the, the way the world is. There are times that I think, wow, you know what? When my teenage son is out, you know, whatever, maybe being a little mischievous the same way I was. Yeah, you know what? The fact that he looks more like me than like his mom will probably make life a little yeah. bit easier or safer or whatever. And I hate to think like that. And I don't, you know, and I'm always reluctant to say that because I don't want anyone to misunderstand. I'm not saying, oh, I'm glad I have a white looking kid. Like, that's not the case. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. But the reality is there are That's a nod to the amount of work that needs to be done. Yeah, there are yeah, certain privileges and certain things that will, you know, look, there are certain things I know I got away with as a, a troublemaking 16 year old that absolutely. some of my black friends couldn't. Yes, absolutely. You know? So, look, even in New York, I mean, I remember being, you know, being 18, whatever. And like, if my friends were going somewhere, if we were finishing up, you know, hanging out, and like, if they were going up to a certain neighborhood, my black friend, I, I'd have to hail a cab for them. And then they'd jump in and the cab driver would give yeah. me a dirty look or whatever, but because they yeah. weren't getting a cab. Yeah. You know, there are just there are certain realities, and it's you know it's unfortunate, but it it doesn't change it. Well, you it doesn't, you, and it doesn't change if you don't talk about it, right? Like that's the whole correct. Yep. Desensitizing the whole. it is the point, and desensitizing means it's hit a precipice, and we're talking about it, and it's being it's part of our dialogue so much, and we've reached clarity for it. And I'll I'll just say it: seeing you wear a shirt on your Instagram page of "Keep the immigrants and export the racists," I think we're good to go, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> the, the dialogue needs to happen, and that's the point of it is the dialogue, um, and the the amount yes, of sir. work, like like you just said. Um, like 
and just nodded too. Like the amount of work that needs to be done is real. However, we don't get there by avoiding it. We get there by talking about it and talking through it, the dumb, the shits, the, the, the just the, the places we need to be going. Um, we get there from talking through it, man. Yep. Indeed. Go, go through. I'm going to take a hard tangent. There's no gentle <laughs> tangent here. Um, working on a book about human kinetics. Well, well, for, for Human Kinetics is the publisher. So we, Dr. Mark Cleon and I, in, in May of 2020, published a book called Triathlon Anatomy. Yeah. Um, second edition of that. Um, so the good news is that book came out and my publisher and editor liked us and liked me. The bad news is they offered us another deal, which again, I mean, good news, but, <laughs> you know, and again, back then, like, you know, they're like, Hey, you want another deal? Like, okay. Yeah, sure. Whatever. This like, things will calm down. My kid will be back in school in September. I can get you a book. And now I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm ducking the thing all about deadlines and stuff. Like, uh, and it's funny because on the, on the, the previous book with, with, with Dr. Cleon, I was sort of good cop. And I was like, you know, I, I was always, I had everything in on time and I'm doing all this stuff and he's got a busy doctor schedule. And, you know, and now with this one, I'm partnered with a, a, a professional author and with uh, a physical therapist books on running injuries. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not good cop anymore. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm trying my best, but it's just like every time I think I can like, okay, I carved out a couple hours to work on stuff and then, life happens and yeah man sure um but yeah hopefully i mean we should have the manuscript in by may and hopefully be done with it you know shortly thereafter and and then the next time if she if my editor comes calling i'm yeah i'm changing the phone number i mean and they'd be great to work with (laughs) no and it's it's great i mean it's 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 a nice thing to add to the resume and it's been satisfying and rewarding but it's a lot of work for not a whole heck of a lot of money so um of course yeah well, good for you for doing right it. No, so so yeah, I was just no, gonna say, good. like, it's it's one more iron in the fire for you, right? It's it's one it's it's one more tool in your Swiss Army knife. Like, it's yeah. a like, is there has this? I, I don't know. I can't even say twenty twenty anymore because it's already crept to twenty twenty one, and it's almost March. So, like, what like is it? Is there a breaking point? Have you found a comfortable balance? Have you hit a tipping point? Are you have you found the family groove of what we'll call it the new today? Um, like what <laughs> do, do you like your current vibe? Or are you still soul searching for that family? Uh, no. I call it the hamster wheel. Like we're forever just trying to live. I actually call today Friday, and it's actually Wednesday. <laughs> um, so it's we're so f- I'm so far off from reality. I just try to get through to the end of the day. Yeah. It's no, it's, it's a struggle to be honest with you. It's, um, you know, and look, it's hard for my kid. He's been home with me and he's been with me pretty much 24 seven, you know, since March, whatever it was 13th of last year. So, um, (laughs) what month? I mean, he's struggling, you know, just emotionally and I understand it. And, you know, and, you know, and for me, it's this weird, I mean, I, I keep talking about balance. Like on the one hand, it's, you know, like I'm lucky, like we're saying, I'm lucky that I'm in a position that I can stay home with him, that I didn't sure. have to think, you know what, I got to send him to school. I have no choice. I've got a boss mm-hmm. who's going to fire me or whatever. So I've cut way back on my work. You know, some, some, not through my doing, some clients just said, hey coach, I can't do this anymore. Um, but, you know, I, I haven't really 
been able to to do a lot. I mean, obviously my training groups are on hiatus, um, but I've had to cut back and I've had to turn some things away, which is not a great, you know, and then some of my competitors are being a little bit more, depending on how you want to look at it, about either reckless or aggressive or, or whatever, or proactive. But, you know, some of my competitors are back out there in the park and the track, and I'm just not willing or able to do that yet. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, I don't have to. I, 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 haven't, I haven't had to take chances with my health or my son's health just because we need to pay the mortgage. Um, so, yeah, I mean, things are, you know, a little tighter than they were. But, you know, my wife, thankfully, has a steady job in the insurance. Um, so we're at this sort of we're, we're hanging on. And, yeah. you know, and, and again, I realized that we're very lucky in that. There's lots of families where neither parent is working. Um, there's lots of families where, like I said, they had to send the kids to school because they had no choice. Um, so, yeah, we've got food in the fridge. The lights are on. The mortgage is paid. We're very lucky. Um, that doesn't stop me from being frustrated sometimes when I look, like I said, I go on Instagram and I say, oh, that dumbass coach, he's doing this. Like, that's my business. Like, why is he doing that? And I'm not. Um so, yeah, I mean, there's a level of frustration, yeah. but, um, you know, overall, though, I'm glad that we've made the decisions we have. Sure. That's that, a that was a very position. wishy-washy, but honest answer. No, that? no, no, no. That's, that's, that's a very honest answer, man. It's a double-edged sword and it, yeah. because it's, it's you're, you're fortunate enough to make these decisions, but everything that we are in our being doesn't want us to make these decisions. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's the wrong answer, but we're fortunate to be able to make that wrong answer. But it's the yeah. right answer because of and the world yeah. we live in, man. But it's like every time, I mean, I, I started doing some coaching at the, at the school where my wife teaches, actually, and it was a lot of fun. And I was having a great time with that. And then, you know, obviously when the lockdown started, we, that was put on hold. But they've been writing saying, hey, we're coming back to you. You want to come to work? Do you want to? And I'm having to say no. And I enjoyed it. And, you know, but part of what I enjoyed was hanging out in the cafeteria with my wife and everything. And so, you know, that's <laughs> sure. not happening right now. Um, but, yeah, you know, like I just sent out the email again today saying, you know, thanks again for offering, but I can't do it. Um, hey, buddy. Um, so, yeah, you know, there there is some frustration, but, you know, there. It's, it's, yeah, overall, like I said, we've made the right <laughs> What's up, Simon? All right, son, I think you were just on the camera. Get out, kid. I love you. Get out. <laughs> we love the Zoom bombs, man. We love seeing them. That's what we're all about. <laughs> That's awesome. The dog so, actually made a guest appearance before, but she stayed below the camera level. So. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I love it. So, Coach, I've got I've got one more kind of regular show question for you, and then we'll we'll move into our rapid fire and let you let you carry oh, on boy. with your evening with the family. But um, cool. doing what you do, and um, this, uh, this is probably a very self serving question, but what what is one piece of advice that you have either been giving that to, to your athletes, or that you kind of have given to yourself or whatever throughout the pandemic? For folks looking, you've talked about balance a lot on the episode. For people who are really trying to balance that, you know, love of sport and adventure and, and own personal fitness and whatever with the role of us as parents right now, because we're being asked to do, you know, way more than we normally are because of COVID and everything. How, how have you kind of been working with people on on still making sure they're prioritizing that physical and mental health piece? And You know, it, it's... 
it, it's been interesting because some folks have really just like some folks just mentally the second races got canceled they checked out mentally mm-hmm. um and some have just been like they just dove in like and they're just training their tails off and so it's been very different like the ones who are just like going crazy like if anything i have to hold them back a little bit i gotta pull back mm-hmm. on the reins a little bit um but the ones who are frustrated like yeah i get it i don't blame them um and i've tried to just impress upon them that you know from from a coaching point of view like let's just stay prepared and whatever but but also like i am trying to get people to to stop feeling so much pressure and putting so much pressure on themselves and stop comparing you know i get some folks who are like well last year at this time my fitness was this and i'm like it's not last year it's not like things, things are different. Like whether we like to, like we're, we're grading even now, like people say, Hey, how you doing? I'm like, on like, are we grading on a scale on, on, on a curve? Like everything else? Like, There's I'm, no I'm, linear I'm path COVID from okay. last year to now. Like, I'm COVID okay. Like I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, um, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm just like, look, I always bristle when my athletes compare themselves to others, like compare yourself on race day to others, but like, don't worry about what's on their Strava and all this other stuff. But even more so, you know, now with everything that's going on, yeah, you know what? Some of the folks who are single or some of the folks who are wealthier, some of them have very different realities right now than some of the folks who don't. And uh, so, yeah, I'm trying to get folks to just do what what is right for them and let them much more like define that and, you know, define what's right for them. And yeah, I mean, the, the, the the evil genius coach part of me wants you know more evil than genius but like yeah obviously <laughs> I want them to 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 be ready when the time comes but sure. yeah folks are folks are stressing too much and I'm like you know take advantage of the fact that you don't have to worry about this you know that 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 you know even stuff like you know I've got folks you know like if you're not working a conventional schedule. Like, why are we, you know, we're not locked into doing things on a seven day training cycle. Like, you, you know, usually you do that because that's, you know, if you're working nine to five Monday through Friday, we're that gonna was designed around a the job, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if you're, if you're not dealing with that, <laughs> yeah. then yeah. fine. Let's like, and I've got some of my athletes, Hey, we're on a 10 day cycle. We're on this, we're on that. So I'm, I'm trying to, from a coaching point of view, be a little bit more flexible and let my athletes sort of free their minds a little bit, but. Um, I'm also just trying to like, there's enough stress right now. Like this isn't the time to be going crazy over it. That's been one of the biggest things. I think I, when I kind of got my head racked on that, at least me personally, because I needed, I needed that reprieve week every day, right? I needed that workout moment and everything to be able to not go crazy at home with my kids, you know? And like yesterday I had a tempo run and I pushed my, two and a half year old, 30 pound toddler in a stroller for it. And I had five miles and I got four done and he was ready to get out and walk, you know, and that mm-hmm. was, and it was cool. Like we got done and we, we walked a mile home, you know, and yeah, and stress about it, man. I think, yeah. I think the check boxes are personal health and sanity. Like those, those, yeah. are, those are your, uh, right. those are your That's goals. It. You come out of this in one piece mentally and physically and, uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I gotta admit, I missed the baby jogger days. I, I really, like, <laughs> you know, you know, I spent a lot of miles. Yeah, um, man. Like, and it was fun. Like it was quality time. That's how we got yeah. to the preschool yeah. for a little while. And like, yeah. we practiced our alphabet. We sang songs. We did stuff like I, I enjoyed that stuff. 
Yeah. Absolutely love it. Yeah, right. My son just said, I really don't understand you people. All right, get out, dude. <laughs> Coach, sir, let's roll in. We can get you out for this uh, evening. Let's let's roll into our not-so-rapid, rapid-fire questions. Are you ready for this? Okay, I'm right, ready. At, as we say here, Ed Wake, Dad, Drink, Repeat, say the first thing that comes to mind, there are no wrong answers, but don't get it wrong. Do you understand? I, I understand completely. Epic, perfect. <laughs> All right, question number one for you, sir. Drink of choice. Yeah, I'm boring on that. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a ginger ale kind of guy. Yeah, that's good that, man. That's my excitement is ginger ale. <laughs> good man. We we've had my most respectable, like honest that we've had once or twice is water. Like I applauded whenever I heard water. Like I just love I love hearing that. That's a okay. Yeah, I'm just that guy. It. Like even like and I go into the coffee shop. I go into Starbucks or whatever. And I'm like coffee, please. Like the guy before me ordered a you know white mocha. This I'm like coffee. Oh. Black yeah, coffee. I'm not. Black yeah, coffee. I'm not, a, not an if it's, a, guy with that. if it's a Starbucks, I'll say a black medium coffee. I don't understand what just the shit their 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 sizes are. I don't do that. Uh, so well I just done, say sir. medium. Yeah, I, I'm holding strong to that. I will not change. Um. All right, Coach. Next question to you. What's your What's your favorite band? All right. You, you'll get. I. You can't pin me down close in three. Uh, always in the rotation. Peter Gabriel, James Taylor, and Dave Matthews Band. Good man. Um, it's a good pull. I, if good I pull. have to do one, I mean, you know what? James Taylor, it's funny. That was one of the the, the things we missed because of COVID. I was supposed to, my son and I were supposed to go see James Taylor oh. last uh. summer. Um, and that was like, that was his when he was little. We would listen to James Taylor at bedtime. I went to see James Taylor with my father, with my mother, with my uncle, with my sister, with my wife, with like everyone. And so that was one I was looking forward to, but yeah, yeah. Man. those three. I, I, I'm clearly a huge James Taylor's fan, but I'm not. I'm not in his like deep fan base circuit. Do you know? Has he been doing any like virtual, um, like COVID not a whole things? Lot. He's posted his his YouTube channel has been has been fairly robust, but he hasn't been doing like where Dave Matthews is doing stuff from his home and sure, sure, sure. And, I've seen a couple of those. Those have been great, man. And, um, but, uh, but no, um, James Taylor hasn't been doing stuff that, that I'm aware of. It's James Taylor. He doesn't need to. All right. So next question. Way, for my you. kid is literally climbing in a doorway right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold, hold on. Oh yeah. Please, right. please. Yes. <laughs> yes. There you go. All right, kid. <laughs> Stop stealing love my it. thunder, son. Love it. Love it. All right. Next question for you, sir. Most annoying song, show, or movie that Simon has made you listen to 9,000 times over? Movies, we've actually done okay. Um, there were a couple of Taylor Swift songs that I blocked out of my <laughs> mind. That, they were actually harmless, but after like the 20th time sure, sure, sure. day, like it was a bit much, but yeah. I get it. I get it. Um. All right. Next question to you. What is, um, what's something that you've learned from Simon? Um, you know what? He has taught me to not doubt myself. Um, mm. you know, that, that sort of like we were talking about earlier, just like, dad, you can do it. And there've been times I'm like, nah, buddy, I don't want to just get down there and try it, dad. And like, yeah, sometimes I'll fall on my face, but sometimes I do stuff that I didn't know I could do. Good so answer. he's good about that. That's, That's great. Cool. That's cool, man. That's fun. All right. Next question. Dumbest thing you did as a kid that you hope Simon doesn't do? 
also that you're willing to say on a podcast. Yeah, I mean, there, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know you said that. Uh, yeah, I mean that I'm willing to admit publicly. What it depends on statute of limitations and stuff. But, uh, yeah, you know what? I mean, yeah, I mean there were there were a lot of stupid things I did, but uh, you know, a lot of it I think ultimately stemmed from sort of what we were just talking about, about from being afraid to fail. Um, and I, I hope that just as he has taught me, like, hey, daddy, try that. What's the worst that happens? And and I hope that he continues on that. And, you know, look, I mean, everyone, nobody likes to fail, but I, I hope he does not, you know, in the times that I was too timid, I hope he is willing to go give things a try. Cool. That's a good Real PC fun. answer, sir. It is. It's very oh, good. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> I mean, I'll give it to you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Last question for you. What trait of yours do you hope that Simon inherits? Um, you know what? Again, it's sort of going back to, I mean, we keep going back to the physical stuff, but like, I always say that I, I never, I'm not, I'm never going to lose a race to my physical equal. Um, I do not like losing. Now there's plenty of people better than me and that that's fine, but no one is going to push themselves harder than I am. And I am, I, I do see that in him. Um, and I, you know, I see that, that competitive streak and certainly there's times it needs to be harnessed because otherwise you end up, I mean, I used to race people up the stairs of the subway and they didn't know we were racing. Um, <laughs> you know, it was really good. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, I, I, I like that he, you know, not even that, that he, the competitiveness, but he doesn't like losing and I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I like that answer. Well done, sir. You pass rapid fire. <laughs> Thank you kindly. Well done. Well um, done. All right. Well, coach Kane, man, <laughs> thank you. Thank you again so much for joining us on the pod. If you would, uh, if you'd be so kind to share with people where they can find you on social or they can learn more about city coach, all that good jazz. Sure. So yeah, social, uh, on Instagram and on Facebook, I am at coach Kane on Twitter because there's a SOB who hasn't tweeted in eight years, but has the coach Kane. <laughs> and I've, I've tried to track him down. I've written to him. I've begged, I've offered him money. So on, on Twitter, I'm real Coach Kane, but Insta and, and Facebook, uh, I'm just Coach Kane. And there's That's links funny. there to my son and his page, which is mostly dogs and ninja stuff, and my wife, who's the real rock star of the household, um, and the, the website is citycoach.org. But yeah, the social is more up to date stuff. Awesome. Sure. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, no joke. Thank you for what you guys do. Like it's, it's powerful. It's community driven. It's you, you guys, uh, you move mountains for a lot of people and you're inspiring and your inspirations trickle down a lot further than, you know, I assure you. So, um, thank you for the marsh that you do, man. It's, it's, it's cool to hear. And thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And I appreciate your kind words. Uh, I- Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Guys, um, as always, everything we talked about, a um, couple different books we talked on, uh, of course, all the links for for City Coach and, and Coach Kane will be uh, in our show notes and um, over at wakededrinkrepeat.com. And of course, you can also find Coach Kane's Today's Dad Definition video there. Guys, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. As always, please remember to wake, dad, drink, repeat. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, guys. 
Coach, thank you, sir. Thanks for listening, guys. Our show music is written and performed by Jordan Burris and produced by Jordan Burris and Asher Smith. We always love hearing from you. Head to wakedadjunkrepeat.com, send us guest recommendations, or give us your thoughts on the show.